0: Good morning. Welcome to Axios today. It's Thursday, December 16th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's what you need to know today. How one church in Mayfield, Kentucky is helping its neighbors. Plus, tips on managing mental health this winter. But first, today's one big thing, the economy of 2021. The U.S. economy dominated so much of the news this year. Just this week, we learned that wholesale inflation in November rose at a record rate from a year ago. Axios' Courtney Brown has that in the other big stories of 2021 in economic news. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Nyla. I think we have to start with inflation. Is that the one big thing of 2021 for you?
1: The one big thing of 2021 for me, as far as the economy is concerned, is shortages. But this idea of prices rising at the fastest pace since I've been alive, right? Like, that idea and shortages are very intertwined. One of the reasons why prices are rising so rapidly is because there's so much consumer demand and there isn't enough stuff to meet said consumer demand. It's kind of like Econ 101.
0: And do we expect that will continue?
1: This is the big puzzle that the Federal Reserve has to solve. Last week... The Fed chair had to do a mea culpa. He basically has been saying that inflation is going to be transitory, it's going to be temporary, but it's not only stuck around, it's gotten worse.
0: Another story that really surprised me this year around the economy was a lot of movement around
1: workers' rights. I think coming into 2021, no one anticipated that we would have a labor shortage, considering the millions of people who are still unemployed. But I think companies realize, you know, it's, it's hard to find workers right now. So one of the things you have to do is is bid up wages, right? And one of the other things that's come out of this that's really given workers the, the upper hand is strikes. Strikes made a big comeback this year. And I think one of the things to watch in 2022 is this idea that, well, how much power do workers really have right now? And how long will it stick around?
0: I want to go back to the thread that you keep returning to, which is shortages. And in mid-December, there has been a lot of worry about supply chain issues heading into the holidays. Did we think this was the supply chain was going to also dominate our conversation about the economy this year?
1: No, I remember this year a source just mentioned offhand this may have been in january or february what was happening at our nation's ports that there were lines of ships essentially backed up and i was like what um I and ever since then it's it's gotten worse i mean covid is obviously another big part of the story factories abroad have had to shut down because of outbreaks and what have you so that's also thrown a huge wrench in in the supply chain That's definitely going to be something to watch for, how those supply chains work themselves out or if they work themselves out.
0: So, Courtney, if shortages was your economic word for 2021, do you have one for 2022?
1: I'm going to go with workers because I do think it will be interesting to see how or if the balance of power shifts back to corporations There will always be something interesting happening in the labor market, so that's a safe bet.
0: Courtney Brown is an economic reporter for Axios, and very in keeping with everything we have been talking about, we are very sad to say that you are leaving us at the end of this year. So I just want to say thank you so much for always helping us understand what's going on in the economic world. And happy holidays, Courtney.
1: Happy holidays to you, and thank you so much. In
0: 15 seconds, a minister in Mayfield, Kentucky, shares the latest on tornado recovery. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Houses of worship in and around Mayfield, Kentucky were hit hard by the tornadoes this weekend, with some being completely destroyed. But many faith communities are also playing a role in recovery efforts continuing across the South and the Midwest. I spoke to Minister Tyler Alverson of Seven Oaks Church of Christ in Mayfield just after he spent the day helping some of his congregation affected by all of this. Hi, Tyler. How are you doing?
2: We're really busy. At some points, it feels like drinking from a a fire hose, but doing all that we can to try and serve those who experience great destruction in the community.
0: Where are the needs, as you see right now?
2: There are a lot of people who are without power and electricity. There are a lot of people who are in need of food, people who need things like blankets. It's going to start getting pretty cold at night, so... Uh, anything for people to stay warm and to have full stomachs are really our top priority right now. We're having uh, donations pour in. I've received phone calls from California and Michigan and New York and Florida, just all over the nation. Uh, we're also heavily involved right now in construction work, tarping people's roofs and making sure that if, if people's homes were destroyed, gutting those. We have about 50 volunteers who are staying in our church building right now who are going out and working and anticipate we'll be able to, to serve a good amount of people.
0: You know, it is December 15th, just before Christmas. It's never a good time of year to have a natural disaster, but this seems particularly difficult.
2: One thing that people have repeatedly told me is that as a result of this disaster, any kind of lines that we've drawn as people have been absolutely moved out of the way, whether it's race, whether it's socioeconomic status or religion, or even what language a person speaks. So we're so thankful for that. And and I think people need to know that.
0: Well, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. I appreciate it. Please take care.
2: Yes, thank you very much.
0: to say this is the time of year when i am always counting down to the solstice because i hate the cold dark days which can also be very challenging for mental health and you add to that the uncertainty of what's ahead for the pandemic this can also be a difficult time for managing depression or anxiety or coping with grief clinical psychologist and clinical assistant professor of psychiatry at nyu langone health dr jessica stern is back with us to share some advice on the coming weeks. Hi, Dr. Stern. Hi, it's great to be back. Can you share with us some concrete steps people can take to care for themselves and their mental health in the weeks and months ahead?
3: Absolutely. I'd say first off, it's good to have a list of things that you can do that you will find enjoyment from. So things that you can look forward to, activities, things that can keep you occupied and things you can look forward to. And also finding ways to stay connected with people. It is really, really important. And there can be a tendency to want to hibernate during the winter and isolate. And now is really the time to challenge ourselves, whether virtually or in person, to find ways to connect with other people in our life, in our community.
0: Dr. Stern, at what point should people be seeking professional
1: help?
3: So it's helpful to know that during the winter season, especially in colder locations, feeling low, feeling blue is pretty common. But the times where it might feel more pervasive, it's hard to come out of it. And more importantly, the times where you're mood and your motivation and your energy levels are impacting your day-to-day functioning, that's a time where it might be helpful for you to seek out a consultation with a professional to see if there's potentially a clinical depression there. And perhaps if if treatment or some sort of intervention can be helpful for you so that way you can live the life that you want to live and that you can carry on with your responsibilities and find a way to manage it at this season.
0: So we are in the second winter of this pandemic, There seems to be uncertainty every time we think that we have finally got to a resolution. What are your suggestions for how we should be living with this?
3: I think what's tricky is that we were all hoping to have a set of milestones that we could reach such that when we reached the next milestone, we would know what to expect in the next phase. And so I think what can be really helpful, albeit difficult, is to change our mindsets a little bit such that we nix this idea of having a concrete set of milestones and that we're more prepared for flexibility, recognizing that it might be a windy road rather than a highway with on-exits and off-exits.
0: Dr. Jessica Stern is a clinical psychologist and clinical assistant professor of psychiatry at NYU Langone Health. Happy holidays and thank you for joining us, Dr. Stern. Of course. Happy holidays. That's it for us today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll
2: see you back here tomorrow.